I've no idea what that means, but don't Nor, nor I, but it sounds good, right? But, yeah. Uh... Do you know what I always try? It's, it's very technical, this mic, but I power off and I power on. There you go. You can get a job in IT. Here we go. I have got glasses, yeah, I've perhaps got a lot less hair than Clark Kent, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and then when necessary, yes, you know, the underpants are on the outside and, and off you go into Hang the Hang on, flames. I wasn't in the hospice this day. Um, Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Don't Say the Word podcast by Eleanor Hospice. I am your host, Anna Wilson, and today with my husky voice, excuse me, a bit of a sore throat, I am joined by none other than what I like to call actually the backbone of Eleanor Hospice. Okay, no pressure. Mike Styles, who is our head of IT. Now, Mike, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for taking time out and having a little podcast chat with me. My pleasure. Now, the reason I say the backbone of Eleanor Hospice is, well, you know, let me lay out on the line. Okay, when I saw the brief for this podcast, I was like, well, it's going to be a bit boring. Mm -hmm. Not really much, you know, it's IT. It's not really thrilling, is it? Talk about IT. But actually, when I thought about it. Like, we couldn't function without the phones, without the IT systems, you know, supporting the clinical systems to yep. then support our patients and our families and everything. I'm sat here now looking at my laptop, like everything, everything we do, every function that exists pretty much other than the direct patient care is backed by IT telecoms. Correct, yeah. So mm -hmm. you really are the backbone of the hospice. Yeah, it's a little bit important one way or another. A little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't put yourself yeah. down. It's yeah. very, very important. Yeah. So, Mike, tell me a bit about, you know, you and your experience, if you like, and how you came to be at Eleanor. Mm, so, me and my uh, my background. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a local lad, so to speak. I was born, educated, junior school, primary school, secondary school, that all in Gravesend. Gravesend boy. Yeah, went to uh, Dartford, next town up, of course, uh, technical college where I studied computing, law and uh, geometrical drawing, as it was, all, all good, interesting stuff. Um, through the, the the computing was the really interesting side, and I had a bit of a flair for, um, for programming. So when I finished college, I then worked for a local company for a year. It was a software development house. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from there, in um, 1984, I joined City Corp, as they were back then. So a huge global financial organisation. That's a big organisation, yeah. Massive. It operates in like 160 countries. And it's been through a few renames. It's a uh, proper name, really, City Group today. It's more commonly just referred to as City. I know, yeah. Um, so I started there as a junior application programmer. So somebody sitting there writing the code that would produce your bank statements, you know, things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but worked through various roads through City. As I said, I had a 32-year career there. Um, ultimately finished up as a uh, director uh, within the IT organisation. So I um, led part of the organisation that was responsible for building all of the storage and server and mm -hmm network um, systems uh, across some 102 countries, I think it was at that point. But um, Mike, so that's huge. Very large role, yes. It was a wow. wonderful 32 years. A lot of people say, how can you stay so long for with an organisation? But you well, know, with changes you? in roles and things, it's equivalent to changing jobs a few times. Yeah. But yeah, really, really, really good. Interesting day. So I, I finished there in late 2016, did sort of a bit of soft retirement type thing, which was mm -hmm. a great bit of downtime. My daughter had my first grandson, so it was nice to get a bit of time out with that. Did a little bit of consultancy work for friends, family, you know, that kind of extended mm -hmm. uh, professional circle of friends and things that you had. And then um, thought, and I've got to do something. Can't sit around doing nothing. Yeah, I'm bored. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah I, I think my other half had a hand in that as well, and said I couldn't be sitting around. <laughs> you doing will nothing. get a job. Go on. Um, so um, Eleanor being on my own doorstep and the uh, keeping it in the family approach, as I like to call it, um, it's just around the corner to me. Um, my mother used to work at, uh, or sorry, volunteer, I should say, at uh, Eleanor when it was formerly known as Eleanor Lyons. Oh wow! So she retired and she went and uh, volunteered there for a number of years. My sister used to work at uh, Eleanor. 
what we currently call the hospice at home team today. Yeah. So she was one of those special people that would ultimately she was fairly much focused on sitting in the community with patients oh, who quite no. often um, elected to have their last days at home rather than actually come onto the ward. Mm-hmm. Um, my now wife uh, also used to work at Eleanor. She was a, a PA uh, to one of the managers at a point in time and then worked through some other admin departments. It's a real family left. affair. So yeah, um, so you know ultimately I wanted to give something back to my own community. It's right on my own doorstep. I didn't have that horrible commute or having to live on aeroplanes anymore uh, type <laughs> aspect of it. So it was kind of a natural progression. So uh, so yeah, I started uh, volunteering two days a week, um, doing my little bit, trying to help out in the IT uh, IT support. Oh, so you were just a volunteer? I say just a volunteer. Like we, our entire workforce. Obviously, we couldn't function as a hospice without our volunteers. So it's not just absolutely, a volunteer at all. Absolutely, you were a volunteer yes. for Eleanor at first. Yep, for uh, okay. two uh, two days a week, and then uh, after eighteen months or so, I was asked if I would. Uh, Join that permanently and do three days a week, and sort of take a bit more of a lead in the uh, the IT uh, side of things, mm. which uh, which I did. Uh, after six months, that ramped up to four days a week, and uh, fast forward Here to today, go. I'm now <laughs> full time and, and head of all things IT for the uh, the organisation. So, oh nice, yeah. yeah. I because obviously we've we've spoken in the office, and normally I'm like, Mike, my laptop's broke or my phone don't work. It's always crisis, and, mm. and you're the person I come to. But I I hadn't appreciated that it is a real family affair. So you've got you had links, a yes. lot of links, family links to the hospice. Yes, very much. Way so. back when. Yep. And that's amazing. So do you think that maybe that had a hand in you staying? And, you know, you, you came in for two days volunteering. Mm-hmm. Did it, because I'm thinking you've gone from, let, let's face it, right, you was a big player, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right, in, in, in City, was it yep. City? It was City, yeah, or City, City Group. Yep. As we ended up, big, yeah. big player, like global organisation. Mm-hmm. And we were a tiny little hospice in Gravesend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very different because I was obviously managing teams of, of managers globally one way or another yeah. who were then delivering the services and things that we were responsible to do. Uh, now suddenly I'm rolling my shirt sleeves up and I'm back in building laptops and <laughs> resetting passwords. The thick and, of it. and some of the slightly more, you know, mundane uh, aspects of IT support. But, they're, you know, they're all critical to the application. If uh, It's a silly thing, you know, if, if somebody needs a password reset and they can't sign on and maybe access patient records or mm. need to key something or whatever their, their, their uh, contribution for the organisation is, it's, you know, it's a, it's a big impact for them. Um, whereas my previous career, you're more focused about, uh, you know, certain services gone down and people can't get money out of an ATM or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's very a very different, different scale, you know, mm. from financial banking type um, services through to the care sector, obviously very, very different. So obviously in your role, newly appointed role, head of IT mm. for Eleanor, pleased to say, um, on a day-to-day basis then, is that is that literally your role? Like you're in the thick of it. You could be building a laptop one day, you could be, um, you know, like we had the other week, power outage and trying to get things sort of sorted. Is it very operational now, your role? Uh, it is It is fairly operational, um, you know, depending on what, what staffing is available, what resourcing is available. But you know, I mean, ultimately, I'm responsible for a hand in the strategy or the budgets for the stuff. There's the mm. service delivery piece. Um, so, where, you know, where we work with um, some support organisations and partners in the IT space that do quite a bit of the, you know, general password resets and things like that, I do get a lot of what I call walk-in trade. You know, people will pass the open office door and say, you know, can you help with this? Can you have a quick you can know, you look just? with that? And, and it's the nature of the beast. You know, you want to help people. You can directly see they're, they're impacted. They can't get on and do something they need to do. And it's two or three minute thing to reset a password or whatever it may be, sort something out for them. Mm. Um, versus if they do have to, you know, 
know, log a, a help desk ticket with our um, support partners. You know, mm. they could be delayed two or three hours perhaps. So, yeah. So, yeah, so there's a lot of aspects to uh, the role that I do. But, yeah, some of it is still quite hands-on. And tell me, how do you – so if I'm if I'm a patient listening to this podcast, mm. what how does IT potentially impact me and what I receive from the hospice? What's your, explain to me a bit about your role with that sort I, of I, element. I guess it's the whole journey through, really. I mean, you know, people getting referred, um, either self-referrals or other uh, um, entities referring patients to us, you know, from that initial phone call where mm. we have, you know, cl- wonderful clinical admin people are answering the phones. Obviously, yep. the entire phone system, we, we have to maintain so course, that on site. Yep. Telecom brings its heads up again. Um, from patients, obviously, then having records in our patient record system, so we know, you know, some of the medical history and treatment and and what the patient's being done with. Mm. Um, you know, through there's a vast, as you well know, there's a vast array of services that Eleanor provides. So same with the counsellors, it's making sure counsellors have got uh, access to applicable records. They've got a tablet so that they can sit and hold counselling sessions, make appropriate notes afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, we have physio classes, so I'm not too much involved in that. I'm not much of a physio person myself. <laughs> Don't, hang on, um, hang on. I've but, seen you in there, seated exercise, arms up, YMCA. I know you're down with that. Uh, um, so uh, <laughs> only on weekends. There we are. So, so yeah, all of that right through to you know our catering department. You know the the tools that we use, the retail staff in the shops, all the communications and, and things like that. I mean, email. You know, nobody gets away from email today, right? Yeah. All the video conferencing stuff that goes on, and then you know, there's natural departments you have to have to function anyway. Your HR, your your, your uh, fundraising department of course our uh, uh, supporter um, care groups mm-hmm. you know all of them one way or another have their own uh, niche requirements and it's all meshed together to you know come they together do. and provide the breadth of services that we uh, we do provide it's and really i hadn't good. appreciated that you know things like the eleanor lottery we you know mm-hmm. we won our lottery that's obviously like a process or piece of software yes. and yep. like you say then you've got like our um, fundraising team have donor flex which is yep. a system that we use to you know to keep all of our um, donor information on it's broad isn't your role really broad uh it is yes it's, it's yeah. vast it is very vast you know there's many uh, many many spokes to the wheel shall we say <laughs> um and of course each of those sort of services you've mentioned there are generally different applications they have different vendors different support arrangements um so yes it's uh uh, a lot of people, wiser people than I have often said, you know, no, no day in IT is uh, is the same. No, and you tend to learn something new every day, and it's and it's very true. So me returning to this kind of hands-on sort of workspace and has, has been uh, been a big learning uh, episode as well, so to speak, because it is working in the care industry, and it is mm. very different from the financial industry. But there's a, a lot of there are common themes through it as well. Mm. Um, you know, security will be one yes. remaining compliant. Yep. Um, obviously, we have to remain, uh, remain compliant as an organisation with a lot of standards and mm-hmm. uh, audit needs and things like this. So some of those fall into the IT space as well. Add that to your list. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's quite, quite, a, quite a long list. <laughs> so all of these systems, all of these, you know, um, IT systems, telecoms, everything, how do you ensure that they are fit for purpose and to enable the likes of our nurses to do their job, our counsellors to do their job? Because you're talking multiple systems across multiple platforms. How are we? How do you make sure that we're moving with the times and we're sort of where we need to be? Well, a lot of the setup obviously has been inherited. It was established, you know, mm-hmm. uh, beforehand. So, you know, we either have the need, we've got to drive technology forward through we're doing refreshes or um, perhaps the, uh, the organisation needs something more from a particular um, solution that might be um, let's just say accounting solution perhaps you know if we're mm. out growing that or we need different services 
Um, then obviously it's a collaborative effort from a, a perspective of looking, well, what solutions are available? How do they best fit um, with our other systems and our, our strategy of where and how we want to host and operate systems? So, um, you know, sometimes IT, obviously we have requirements, guidelines on what we'd like mm. to do for replacement systems. Um, and sometimes if there isn't a solution that ideally fits that, mm. um, then, you know, you, you, you have to adapt. Um um, to make sure, you know, ultimately the organisation's getting something that functionally does what they uh, require it to, but it's also fit for our organisation in terms of security and compliance mm. and, you know, how, how we're able to operate it. And we're looking at that now, aren't we, with our um, fabulous, starting to take shape now, our fabulous wellbeing centre. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're having conversations about IT. And mm -hmm. again, like from an outsider looking in, you know, I'm sort of involved in the project at quite an operational level. But yes. we've got to look at televisions. We've got to look at how mm -hmm. they link. We've got to look at um, internet connections. We've got yeah. to look at, we were talking about electric charging points that are yes. going into oh, the yes. car park yes. and the Wi-Fi for that. Yeah. Like, there's so much that I'll yep. be honest, I think I certainly hadn't appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, you just take it for granted. I open my laptop and it's there and I start working. And it, there's so much that goes into the background of that, isn't there? Yes, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of management yeah. as well. It's like, it's not mm -hmm. just do it once, it's ongoing management to make sure that we don't have any issues. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 You really are the backbone of the hospice. Yep. Well, <laughs> play, I play my part. You, play your part. you do play your part. <laughs> so just explain to me, um, in layman's terms, if I'm a nurse, as an example, and I would just mm -hmm. use clinical care as an example for this, and I'm going to someone's home yes. to treat them, what information do I have accessible to me to be able to help me support them to deliver that care? So, um, so our nurses, our community uh, support staff more generally. Um, obviously, once they've set up their appointments and things, they can uh, they'll generally prep themselves before they go. Mm. Um, so they can see current treatment, previous notes, who's visited, what are they actually doing for those patients. So they'll get the um, download on the patient. Yeah, yep. everything so, they so need. So they're then on the front foot, um, okay. knowing the history um, and, you know, what, what are they there to do, the, perhaps the symptoms of that patient, mm -hmm. what, uh, you know, what specifics of care they need to be able to provide for them during their visit. Yep. Um, so that's all part of our patient record system, of course, um, which we replaced um, a bit earlier this year. Um, with a new system, which is now uh, quite nicely uh, uh, and appropriately uh, integrated with things like the GP surgeries in Kent and the applicable hospitals in Kent. So and there's the data sharing? Healthcare. Yeah, it's all done uh, oh, you know, wow. appropriately. It's not, yeah. you know, you can't just have access to anybody. It's the <laughs> right, over the shoulder. <laughs> it is. It's the right people having the right permitted access to the right records. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, whereas previously we'd have had a patient record system and that was Eleanor's and it's kind of closed to us and then we'd have to exchange information I by see. letters or whatever it would be with GPs. Mm. Um, there's now online data sharing between those systems. So GPs wow. can actually see uh, a little more in semi-real time, you know, what's what's going on with people. Yeah. I mean, people get referred to us, um, patients get referred to us rather than, you know, you're waiting on a bunch of perhaps paper notes. Um, mm. You should be able to access those again with the appropriate uh, approvals uh, online. So, it, you know, it... it, it certainly helps the clinicians in mm. the, the access. Makes their life a bit easier. Yeah, the, the access they get to the data and therefore ultimately the quality and speed of quality care they can provide. Yeah, so. brilliant. Okay, so I would like to take the discussion back to just before COVID mm. and just before lockdown. We'll remember it well. I mean, that must have been, it was generally an upheaval for everyone. You know, it, it was literally turned the world upside down. But from an IT perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe the hospice weren't in a position maybe where we should have been at the time to really facilitate, 
you know, working from home predominantly and everything it had to overnight. It was like, bang, everything needs to go virtual. Mm. That must have been a really testing time. It, it was. I mean, for a lot of organisations, it really was. I mean, we, we weren't set up to mobilise our workforce, you know, our, our working practices. And at that point, you had very few people that really had a need or indeed worked from home. And then suddenly, you know, almost overnight. So everything was office based. Everybody, or, you know, mm. I mean, okay, we still got the hospice and the, you know, the, the ward, the, the, the core support there. Um, that had to be staffed. But outside of that, you know, from fundraising, uh, you know, all the way through the various departments, you mm. now suddenly you're like, well, these people are going to have to work remotely, whether that be from home or some other wow. office or whatever. So, you know, you, you simply don't have enough equipment. A lot of people's roles haven't been office-based. They have oh, a desktop right. PC, and it's not really, you know, too viable to pick that up and stick it in your uh, your bag and take it home and carry on yeah. using it. So, so how did you handle that then? Because um, it, it was literally, wasn't it, overnight... Please don't come back to the office. It was. It was a case of really put, <laughs> finding any bit of equipment. You know, yeah. So like training laptops that probably hadn't seen the light today for four or five months. It was, <laughs> dust you know, them off, top It was shelf. literally blow the dust off of them, <laughs> get them updated. They're, they're not ideal, but wow. they worked and they allow people to, you know, work remotely and then connect back in. So mm. we had to increase some of the capacities and things on our systems. But um, so, you know, all, all the core and critical services that are in the, you know, aspired to continue operate through COVID, we mm. thankfully managed to... Um, to uh, give appropriate equipment to the staff that were uh, core to being able to do that. So, mm. so it, was, it was a very busy period. Um, very little happened, I, I think, or not as much happened as clearly as it does today on sort of video-based conferencing. Yeah. So obviously that, that was, a, a, that was a, a very handy technology and obviously everyone's kind of embraced a lot of that now, whether it be a Zoom, your Teams or whatever. So I think the profits of Zoom and MS Teams were just like... Vroom. Just Indeed. Through, the, through the roof. A- absolutely. Uh, throughout absolutely. COVID. Um, but then again, you know, with my uh, sort of um, data security and type hats on, you mm. know, Zoom have had some problems, you know, they scaled very quickly. Um, so again, we have to be cognizant of that as an organisation as to, you know, what information, what is being discussed on a call, where is that data actually stored, if it's video recorded. Didn't think of any of that, but it's, you're right. Yeah, so it's just another uh, another thing that obviously has to be considered. and Because we're having clinical conversations and, often, confidential conversations. Yep. So it isn't just as easy as, oh, I'll do a quick WhatsApp call. Yeah. It, it's, you know... How, how do we look at the back end, the governance, the policies around it? What, what you should and shouldn't perhaps be discussing or using yeah. those communication mediums, those solutions for. And that needed so, to happen um, pretty much overnight. It, yeah, it was, you know, it's, <laughs> wow. uh, I guess now we're coming back, it's evolving. It really says, you know, we, we're never going to go back to as things were. There's mm. a lot more agile workforce now. And, you know, we all kind of adopted that more flexible approach to, you know, where can certain roles and things be done from. Um, and obviously a lot of our workforce is now far better equipped to be able to work from mm-hmm. other places. We're not where we want to be yet. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got uh, telephony type um, challenges still to look at. But again, you know, uh, going forwards, we're uh, looking to revise and update all that as well and just, you know, make things uh, better for uh, for everybody. Being far so more is, flexible. It, is it easier in your role to manage the virtual element? i.e. you've now got multiple staff, you know, what we call hybrid working, which mm-hmm. is um, obviously other than patient facing, it might be working from home, working from wherever. Like I can take my laptop wherever I want to go mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you've set it up and established something for me to be able to do that. Yes. So is it easier to manage that or was it actually easier when everyone was on one site? It's, uh, to certain degrees, it's easier when people are on one site because you is can it? physically trot along and, you know, get alongside their desk and, and see their problem <laughs> and all the rest of it. So, again, that whole remote support piece is a challenge. You know, how are you doing that over the phone? Um, a, a lot of our staff, um, you know, they, they range in all sorts of degrees of expertise. Mm. You know, some people are quite, you know, quite knowledgeable, you know, quite good. They describe their technical problems really well. 
Um, so you get others that will send you this, you know, whole desktop screen print, and you've kind of got to <laughs> zoom in to find this little error box in the middle. Um, and that actually has nothing to do with the problem that they are uh, are, are, are experiencing, bless them. So, do you know what I always try? It's, it's very technical, this mic, but I power off and I power on. There you go. You can get a job in IT. If we go, it's, I've uh, literally I've got a response, degree in IT clearly. overnight. I Perfect. switch it off. I switch Perfect. it back on. If it hasn't worked, I'm like, Mike, okay, I've tried everything I possibly could, Mike, even the switch off, switch on, mm. and it hasn't worked. But that's, that's a good point, to be fair. Like, there are, you know, um, a number of staff that we, we support, a number of volunteers that we mm. support yes. with varying degrees of knowledge and understanding. So, again, yep. you've got to be able to balance that, haven't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You might be able to talk to someone about, you know, this, that, and the other, and we'll know what you're talking about. Whereas other people, you've really got to go back to basics, haven't you, to be able to communicate with them? Yes, absolutely. I mean, some, you know, especially our, um, or a lot of our sort of volunteer workforce, mm. some of them haven't embraced IT as much as other people have. So now we bring them in and sort of say, well, you, you've got some email to play with here. And, um, you know, there, there's some sort of mandatory training they need to complete. Mm. You know, for some of them, that can be, you know, quite a challenge. So mm. there's a degree of hand-holding, yep. um, you know, and support required there. Whereas others will just, you know, fly through that quite quickly. Mm. Um, Definitely. So we spoke a bit about, I suppose, where Eleanor is at mm. the moment. Um, where do you, where do you want us to go? Where do you want? So what's like the end goal? Like if it's like right, Mike's wish list. Say, say the next few years. What's the priorities for Eleanor? What's well, going to help there's, us? There's a lot of direction, a lot, a lot of aspects to that as well. I mean, you know, we're, we're looking like a lot of organisations again to try and leverage more cloud-based services and mm-hmm. have a lot of our services that we currently still host and operate and support ourselves be hosted by others mm. so that our efforts are really focused on getting the best from those products and the integration of those products and getting them working with other things mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, uh, quite a bit of time slicing, supporting and uh, and maintaining um, those systems because we do have them uh, at our own premises. Um, like, again, all organisations, you're always trying to leverage more from what you've got, and that's that's very true, for, again, mm. for a charity, right? We don't have, um, you know, particularly deep pockets, especially, you know, can, uh, compared course. to the charity, financial sector yeah. I used to work in. It's very, very different. So every pound spent, we've got to be very cognizant that we're getting, you know, the best possible from that. Um, and it's very to sit down and sort of draw up a, a list of ideal roadmap and strategy, but mm. uh, in, you've got to realise that, you know, the funding, um, resourcing in terms of people, um, and again, it either comes back through, you know, people that we've got or kind volunteers coming in to, to help in the IT space or having to spend money again with, you know, sort of uh, support partners to do that sort of thing. It all plays a big part in how quickly you can go and deliver it things. Does. So, you know, your, 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 your bandwidth on what you can actually do for the organisation and no matter how you plan, there's obviously always the curveballs always come in. Yeah. There'll be some security <laughs> thing or we've got, um, you know, a new service perhaps we're going to look to try and launch. Mm-hmm. Um, that requires a different system to come in. Or I, I think you touched on earlier things like the uh, the charging points, the EV chargers that we'll yes. be having for the new building. Moving you know, with that's, the times. That's, that's great. That's wonderful. But then, you know, as, as you know, <laughs> we've now looked into that and suddenly we have to provide, you know, a degree of internet connection for those wireless access points. There's some financial payment and management software that's got to be hosted. So that, that again, drives a whole load of additional requirements, which not necessarily, you know, sort of and thought costs. about or identified. And indeed cost, mm. you know, weren't thought from the off. Um, so yeah, again, it's you know every, every, every week new challenges, new new, challenges. Uh, new things That's to it. get to, but uh, keeps it exciting, keeps yeah, it fresh. It does, which is good to hear. And now, listen, you started, you said two days a week volunteer at Eleanor Hospice. What's kept you here? What's kept you here and kept you going? Um, a, a, a couple of bits. A lot of it, the the, the people you know that are at Eleanor. I and mean, again, it's a bit of a cliche, but you know, it, it is a family. You it know, is, there's you're all yeah. these sort of you know little groups, departments, as they're all labelled and working, but. 
you know, again, whether it be from your cleaner right through to, you know, head of marketing or whatever the roles may be, they are all, you know, generally on the same page and we're all driving to the same thing, which is to deliver that quality of service mm. into our community mm. um, for our, our patients and, and indeed their families. You know, we sort of not really touched on it, but, you know, when, when you're providing care for patients, mm. you know, that whole holistic type piece, it's not just the patient, you know, depending on, obviously, if they've got a, um, an end-of-life type condition, that has a knock-on effect to their friends, their family, other people. And, of course, mm. you know, Eleanor are there to able to support them through counselling and, yes. and other bits as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a whole raft of services and things that we do, and it's a whole mm. raft of people that come together, and it's, it's great to work with them. Uh, and I think also being a again smaller type organisation than mm. from I've, I, I come from. Where you from, come from, definitely. You, yeah, you, can, you can almost you can do something, and you can almost directly see the impact and the benefit and delivery That's of that. True, whether yes. it's to the person who's trying to do their job, or if it's you know some sort of project, what you, what you've done, you know, on mm. the back of it. Um, an example for that would be Wi-Fi. You know, when I when I started the Wi-Fi in the building was. Um, I was just saying my Wi-Fi at home is more reliable, I think, than uh, than what we experienced <laughs> at times. So getting that revamped, you know, and it's just gone away. We never hear anything now. Mm, perfect. So we have just, well, just a few months, uh, a few months ago, wasn't it now? Um, March. Launched, Mar- March. Was it March? It was March, yeah. Wow, several months ago. Mm. Um, we have launched our new clinical system, which mm-hmm. is EMIS. Mm-hmm. And we've touched a little bit about obviously how that's helped to, uh, us to facilitate, you know, viewing GP records and them also yes. looking at our records and stuff. Just again, explain to me in a bit more detail. We've said about how it helps our staff. How does us having, you know, an up-to-date, fantastic sort of clinical system, how does that help our patients? Um, it's, I, I think it helps our patients because of the various people they'll have contact with, you know, mm. through um, sort of the whole extended, uh, you know, medical support network, whether that would be, you know, their own GP or coming in and uh, spending Community time with us, Eleanor, that whole yep. piece. The fact that they can now access that patient's record across all those entities. And, wow, so everyone know, can see it. Um, again, it's a controlled manner, so it's not like I can just, you know, pop in. Well, I can't see anybody, <laughs> right? I work in IT, but... Um, you know, it's it's the appropriate people having access to the appropriate uh, pieces of information for that patient's record. Wow. Um, so the fact they can all see that in one place and it's all maintained in one place mm. is is a major step forward from where we were before, mm. where Eleanor had to have its own patient record system and therefore it was our own records, you know, and a doctor couldn't see that and, you know, the transport service people couldn't see that and, you know, perhaps other people, if they're providing any support in the community, wouldn't be able to see that. So... You know, that's that's a big, big step forward. So it's not directly visible to patients, but it's one of those, again, behind-the-scene type things, which mm. I think it makes a significant difference. Do you think it helps our nurses um, almost be better at their jobs in a way? Because rather than be on the phone asking for blood results or trying to contact someone about X, Y and Z, they've got it in the palm of their hand. Or yeah, I mean, may, may, maybe better at their roles, not 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 perhaps the, the correct or the right term <laughs> yeah. that I'd, I'd use per se, right? I mean, they're all great at their job, but the, the speed that they can do some things, That's I think, is a true, lot quicker yes. now and put, be able to put their you know finger on the information. Even if a family member's phoning up for somebody who's in on one of our wards and just wants a bit of an update, you know, again, you can get that consistency across because the notes will be there in the patient record, you know, right, particularly wow. uh, maybe dependent on talking to one nurse who's been on the shift that day and, mm. you know, been spending time with that particular patient or so. Um, and as you say, yes, you know, chasing down results and things like that, you can actually go to one place and check it. You're not necessarily reaching out to different uh, different um, uh, providers trying to track down that information so yeah I I think so so you know I I would hope it 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 helps them feel you know more confident as well in in the role that they do 
as I say, those, those very much on the front line. I, you know, I don't know how they do. I'm, I'm not a particular people person. Yeah. Um, but again, when you're dealing and supporting with, you know, very emotional families, patients who are, you know, are often, you know, the sharp end of what we do, right? Of course, they're for for end of life mm-hmm. uh, type support and things. You know, I think you've got to be a special person to do that. Oh, I, I really completely do. agree. And it, like we sort of briefly touched on earlier, it's a lot of people. We're a family, Eleanor. Oh, yes. Um, yep. And we we work here and we yes. work with each other and we do the best we can for the patients and the families that we support. Yep. And IT is an integral part of that. I mean, I don't know if you've ever come across this misconception, but I've worked in or around the NHS for many, many years now. Mm. And the number of people that have said to me, well, just look on your system, look on your system. It's like literally there's maybe a perception from the public that there's one system hmm. that everybody can see. Yep. And the reality is we are not yet there. No. By no, far. No. Um, and it's often various systems talking to different systems in different ways. And there's actually mm. a lot of work in the background there is. hoping to get us to that, you yes. know, eventually. But yep. we're a way off that at the moment, not just as a hospice, but in general, we're a way no, off yeah. that, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We are. It's quite a journey. As you, you say, you, you kind of wind back again, you know, a lot of common with other organisations. You start off small. Mm-hmm. So you, you buy in a particular solution to, uh, you know, to solve a need, whether that be a patient record system or, again, counting I mentioned earlier, or perhaps your. Uh, your, your database of your contacts and your supporters and all those kind of things. Right? So you buy a little system in and generally they'll scale to a certain size, but all their data is maintained within them. So if you now want to be able to kind of look across some of those uh, yeah. those sources of data to get a view on a particular, perhaps a donator you want to look at, you know, are they, are they using our shops? Do they do the lottery? You know, mm. things like that. It's not easy to do that. Mm. Um, and where you have to share data from one system to another system, sometimes that, you know, has to go through some sort of manual uh, in interpretation, um, translation of that data because you know system A is not cleanly going to talk to system B because they're wanting it's not easy, data. Is it? So it's yeah, it's not easy. A lot so to it. you know again there are solutions things around that, but that's again quite a journey in sort of understanding all your data and the opportunities and and seeing the value in that data, mm-hmm. um, and then you know wrapping a solution around that to make that data a lot more um, uh, accessible again in a controlled manner. Um, but so you can get holistic views on things, you know, a, a total patient's journey, uh, what our supporters do for us and what they don't do for us, mm. um, you know. And like you say, we have to, as a charity, everything costs money yes. and we have to factor that in. You yes. know, we are yep. the vast majority charitably funded. Mm-hmm. Um Thanks to the you know kind generosity of you know our, our donors, our local Absolutely. communities, um, you know NHS social care, but there's an element of it, everything costs, and you have to balance the books. You have to be yep. responsible. So as much as we might like to, you know, mm. if we were put you back to your previous role, maybe when you had a bit of a bigger budget, yes, just slightly, slightly, slightly larger, just slightly, slightly larger, larger than what you got now, you, you had a lot more to play with. Whereas now mm. it must make your role maybe slightly more difficult, uh, mm. more constrained because you you have got to think about the top line. Yes. And it's not always absolutely. there. No, no, you're right. And, you know, it's impossible for one person or, you know, several people to be experts on all things. You know, I mean, there's mm-hmm. just so many facets within that IT and delivering that IT stuff, let alone you're then trying to bring it together. So there's this sort of data journey that we're kind of talk, talking about here. You know, that specialist type activity to be able to look at all the data you've got and how it all flows around and then your business processes around that and then identifying right well this is what you could potentially you know could do and how it's going to benefit mm-hmm. benefit the uh, the charity um you know I, I haven't got all the skills to do that 
What do you mean? Um, you have I, no, I know, skills. you know. That's You're ahead of IT. I'll uh, have to skill up on that on a weekend. I think. <laughs> but um, you know, so some of those things you do have to bring in expertise to do that. You know, and again, we've had the odd kind organisation that's denoted you know, a couple of weeks worth of consultancy to give us a bit of a kickstart or just a oh, flavour wow, of really? where we could go. Okay. Um, but you know, it, it is quite a journey to complete that whole piece of work, mm. and that gets you at a point of where you can then make a decision of right, what direction do we need to go in to get what from all this data? Mm. Whether it just means you know we can do things quicker better quality in, in whatever processes we're doing at the moment um, or indeed you know try and release some some value from that um, mm. in terms of you know the, the services that we provide and those interactions we have with our very kind supporters so there we go a little plug if any uh you know services locally all these it experts yeah, you know, from the big bods you know where mike used to work if you want to come in give us a hand we'd appreciate your support any, i'm sure any, mike uh, would any any data lake experts out there there we know, go oh, there, i have no the, idea what that means nor i but it sounds good right but, yeah uh, sounds good sounds lovely. good So, Mike, earlier on, as I introduced you, like the backbone of the hospice, you're like the superhero, the firefighter, you know, any any moment there's a crisis or there's an issue or whatever, you're there, you solve it, and it's like, wonderful, here he is, he's our hero that swooped in and saved the day again. Who's your hero? Who's your superhero? Who's my superhero? I don't know if I about superheroes as, you know, there's a lot of people, again, within my 32-year career at City who, mm. who influenced me. A lot of people I kind of... Uh, look up to there for various reasons or whatever but you know i get i guess i'm not joking around but i you know put myself in the, the bracket of that you know that, that kind of superman type piece where you know you're, you're wandering around as clark kent half the time you know just <laughs> and doing you have what got glasses, you do so i you have got glasses off, yeah, fair, I've, yeah i've perhaps got a lot less hair than clark kent but um <laughs> uh you know and then when necessary yes you know the underpants are on the outside and, and off you go into <laughs> hang on the i wasn't in the hospice this day um, no, where was no, that no, I, I wouldn't subject anybody to that it's uh, not not going to be a pretty sight um <laughs> But yeah, it's that, it's that kind of, you know, more relaxed. You're just there trying to do your job and, mm. you know, you have your moments where you, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you, you solve things for people. And yeah. So things that, you know, quite simple for me. I recently, uh, this week, working with somebody who wasn't aware of a feature, um, you know, that you can use uh, in Word for uh, for doing dictation and translation of audio files and things. So um, having spent a bit of time with that individual and, um, you know, showing them that, that's... Um, you know, save them a lot of time around some of the aspects of the work that they do. And uh, okay, uh, so you know, it's, it's simple little wins like that. Very simple thing to me, but yeah. a major thing for you know that particular individual. That's and, and that's and a really good point because like you just become conditioned to using the programs you've always used, the Word, the Excel, the PowerPoint, whatever. Mm. And actually, it's having the downtime to be able to explore some of the features. And I'm sure there are loads mm. that could actually, as a workforce, make our life a bit easier. And it, yeah, it is. It's very difficult. I, I, you know, quite regularly get people say, "Oh, can you, you know, can you give some training?" And you know whether it be Excel, or I'm a you know bit of a bit of a whiz in Excel. Do a lot on Excel and stuff. And I, I will say yes, you know I can, I can do that. You, you can fill a room with twenty people, and mm. I can show them shortcuts and things that I do. But a lot of people lose that room never using it. Whereas yeah. it's for me far it's quicker and more beneficial to sit and see what is somebody trying to do, oh, and then I, I can show them this is a better way or a quicker way of doing it. I and see. that has direct impact on their day to day benefit, hopefully on their day to day work, what they're actually doing day in day out. That's a good way to look at it, um, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Funny that it's always YouTube, of course, which is probably where I look. Do you so, know what? Uh, YouTube, it's, it's literally e learning. Like anything, anything yeah. I need, it's on YouTube. Absolutely you anything you want. So, yeah. yeah, put that in your, it's always in your back pocket, but YouTube, isn't it? To always be able helps. to pull it out. Always Follow helps. this link. Everything's on YouTube. Yep. There we go. <laughs> I'll soon be out of a job, hopefully. <laughs> Do you know what? My brain is fried with the amount of passwords 
that I've got to keep in this little head that mm. is full of too many things anyway. And I'm almost now, almost putting this out over the air, getting sloppy to the point where I'm just writing things down. Not necessarily for work. Just might just might oh, put really. that in there, head let of me, IT. Let, let me cover my ears. But it's like, yeah. you know, like I might even, I've got, I need one for my banking, I need one mm. for IT, at home, Wi-Fi at home and like, there's four million passwords. Like if it was if it was one thing that I could ask of the IT community, make our life easier mm-hmm. in terms of helping us facilitate or navigate all of the million passwords with loads of different abbreviations and icons and you need two numbers in this one and you need yes. four numbers in that. Like, Are we ever going to get there? Are we ever going to get to a there's, point where there's, that's... There's organisations would love you to get there. There's a couple of yeah, products sure on the market are. that would do that, but it, <laughs> but it requires the people providing the products to adopt that and agree, yes, you know, we, we will support that particular solution. And then an organisation obviously subscribing to go and use that. So... Uh, and again, that will probably be another cost thing. And again, again, as a, a charitable organisation, we've got to look at you know we when can plug and how that. you get there. We but, can plug uh, anyone out there from corporate world want to help us with something? Yeah, like, sort all that. Yeah, that would be, be great. great. Yeah, but yeah, that, that I must admit, IT wise, that is the the only thorn in my side um, that I might add. And actually, like I say, having worked across the NHS for multiple years. Eleanor, for me, is, I'll be honest, and I'm not just saying this to big you up because <laughs> I bigged you up all the way through, but it is one of the most easiest to navigate systems when I log on I'm on that there's no like and I know all the security is taken care of I know everything's done in the background but it has honestly and I'll, I'll say this to you honestly been one of the most reliable IT systems that oh. I've worked on oh, so thank you for that that's good to hear thank you there we go and that isn't just for the effect I won't, of the take, podcast. Uh, won't take all the glory of that one you know there are others uh, involved <laughs> and uh, and things but yeah it's good to hear it's what we uh, we aspire to it is to, yeah to very very that. I've been very very impressed with it and and like I say it's, it's been fascinating talking to you because I know that we would not be able to function. We wouldn't be able to get all of our amazing fundraising team to get funds in to help support us, our retail shops, our nurses going out to see patients. We just couldn't do it without the, the backbone that is all of the IT and all of the telecoms. So just leaves me to say, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come and chat to us. It has been truly fascinating. Like I said, thank you for everything you do for Eleanor as well because we couldn't function and do what we do as easily as we can do it without all of your efforts. So well, appreciate it. Well, well, thank you for inviting me and I thank you for the uh, the recognition. And oh, I'll um, look welcome. forward to seeing you at ne- your next password reset request. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that too. Excellent. I look forward to it. <laughs> Excellent. 